0: Hey everybody, you are listening to Canary Cry Radio and Razzle Dazzle. I'm your best buddy, Basil.
1: And this is Guns. Welcome to episode number 162, Mm -hmm. Escape Babylon. It's moving
0: slow nowadays, but we just keep marching on into the future. We are coming to you now uh, on Thursday, October 12th, the day before Friday the 13th, which is the day before... The Camden, Tennessee, Canary Cry Meetup at the Self-Reliance
1: Festival. Whoa, everything's aligning, guns. Yeah, especially the moon and the sun. Go to the festival and watch the, uh, the, uh, the ring of fire in the sky the day after the day of jihad. I mean, there's a lot going on out there. There's
0: a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot going on. So what a... What better time than to uh, (laughs) record an episode with Sam Swanson from The Slave to Servant. It is a musical project. Uh, If you're a long-term Canary Cry fan, you will know Sam from the olden days when he hosted uh, God's Property Radio. He is now out and about living a life free from the system. And we had a great conversation, Gons. I know... You'll be learning about it here as you edit this episode. We started the episode with guns, but then life found a way to steal him from us for the majority of the episode, Uh, so we will miss you. However, there's a lot of really, really important things to hear In this conversation, folks, uh, uh, it's, you know, the Slave to Servant is coming out with their new album, Escape from Babylon, uh, which promises here's the thing it's not just good music, okay? It is also good music, but it is a sort of incredible reflection of the times that have gone by in the past few years and a sort of uh, hopeful perspective on what's to come next. You'll hear in this conversation, we get pretty deep into some very hu- like important human topics as us as human beings living in the time and the system that we're in now and uh, the state of that system, the trend towards freedom – uh, happening inside as a movement of people and falling uh, deeper into the gospel and scripture and uh, and you know what does it mean and what does it look like to live a life aligned with your values in a system that incentivizes us to enslave ourselves. It's a whole thing, folks, and you're gonna love it. Gons is also gonna love it. While he goes through and edits this to make sure it comes out on Friday, the 13th, the day of jihad.
1: <laughs> well, good. Yeah, I might, I might just uh, retire into the back room anyway. I'll just let everybody else do the talking. I'll just uh, be pushing buttons. It sounds you know, like a there better is, deal.
0: There is peace. There is a peace to be found there, but people will miss you. I will miss you, Gans. Don't uh-huh. do that. Not okay. yet. Not yet. All right. Not yet. Someday but not today. Uh, Yeah, folks. So I don't know if there's much else to say about this, uh, except I do want to up here at the top, let you know that the Canary Cry meetup in Camden, Tennessee is Saturday, the 14th of October is at the self-reliance festival. I do not know much about the self-reliance festival but it sounds awesome considering reaching out to them and seeing if there's a way for us to get involved, but it's in Camden, Tennessee slave to servant. will be playing a show there and releasing their album there. And there is a canary cry meetup there. So if you are within striking distance of Camden, Tennessee, we highly recommend you drop your weekend plans and you head out to Camden and go to the self-reliance festival. I am Man, I should reach out. I got this person who puts the festival on, on Twitter. Maybe I should reach out, see if we can get a, a discount code or something for Canarians. Hmm. I'll check that out. But uh,
1: Guns, you got any comments to make before we get into it? Not really, because I missed most of the conversation. But uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's it's a good change of pace. While the world uh, goes into World War Three, I think it's a yeah. good time to just kind of take a break, talk about some bigger issues, listen to some good music, and hang out. And hang if out something
0: happens uh, on Friday, we will have two days to pray about it and then mm. report about it on Monday. Yeah, yeah. The Sometimes
1: it's a good thing. You know, I know there's a... Uh, a rush to be the first to comment yep. or break things. But I, I don't think we're in that game. You and I, Basil with the news no, talk no. stuff. So let things simmer for a little bit and we'll have a better perspective on things after a couple of days. Hopefully, uh, hopefully right. nothing right. big happens. That's kind no. of my hope is that I mean, if really happens. something
0: does. I mean, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Folks, who knows? Maybe we'll do an emergency broadcast. I don't know. Uh, but here you go. Here is a conversation with Sam Swanson from Slave to Servant and Andy Jennings, another old school Canary Cry radio guest from Dissident Prophet, who is now playing with Sam Swanson in Slave to Servant. Check it out. Cool guy alert. Let's get going.
2: Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do.
0: Here he is, the man, the myth, the legend. We have Sam Swanson from the very cool kid band, Slave 2 Servant, and longtime friend of the show. What's going on, Sam?
3: Hey, Basil. Hey, Guns. How are you guys doing?
0: Yay. Good. Glad you could thanks make for, it. Yeah, thanks for making some time for us here. And old school Canary Cry listeners will remember you from, oh man, pretty much the very beginning. Uh, for those who don't know Sam you uh, had a podcast kind of around the same time we started, and that's kind of how we met uh, and now you have you' you are grown you have set such childish things aside <laughs> and are uh, touring around with your band slave to servant and uh, do you my first question do you feel like an adult now ah
3: oh. It's a good question. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that I can give you a full answer. I guess I'm. I'm always going to be a kid at heart, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. mysterious, full bodies you too. So you know, but uh, yeah,
0: that well, that counts. If you have children, I think you officially made it as an adult. Yeah, this is uh, you know, this is a big topic of conversations for millennials. Man, we don't really know. We don't really know when we've become an adult, but uh, the you're doing... We're the,
3: we're the ticket.
0: That was the one. <laughs> yeah. That's what no. did it. Okay, good. So I'm here. We are here with adult man, Sam Swanson. <laughs>
3: thank, you. thank you. Well, thank you for having me. As I'm, I'm excited personally because uh, I've been on the show a few times, but never had my own episode where I got to represent something. It's always been... Authors and things like that. And now I actually have something worthwhile to put out. So, uh, you know, I'm excited about yeah. This.
0: Yeah, it. Yeah. How long only took you? Like 11 years.
3: Yeah. Started off with a little voicemail, you know, that we looked mm-hmm. at the beginning of one of your episodes and then did the flyby. And then I think we were kind of with you there when you interviewed Ket Hovind. Oh, and I think the, what, that massive, colossal episode that you did for episode 100? Oh, yeah. was. of those features as well so yeah indeed long time listener i've I've been a fan for quite some time
0: i appreciate it and you sat third chair for an experimental episode i think back in 2020 of canary cry news talk so there you go folks there's there's the credibility you've been craving (laughs) well
1: canary cry news talk listeners have had sam in their ear for years because well if they've been listening for years because of this drop
2: canary
1: which by the way sam i edited that to (laughs) to fit the new (laughs) the the new domain yeah
0: maybe this is a good opportunity to officially publicly uh put this on your radar that we did change our support url (laughs) and uh we've tried our best to uh to, to you know Tinker with uh, the brilliant jingle you made us. But if you find all that extra time while you're on the road and you're just craving a creative project, uh, that one's waiting for you. Unless you think that Gonza's edit is about as good as anything could possibly be.
1: (laughs) It was tough. That was a tough edit.
0: All right. So we are here, Sam, to talk about a few things. The state of the world, the state of... uh, the 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 spiritual wars going on the yes, states of the deep dark secrets that our leaders are keeping from us and your brand new uh, your brand new album which presumably will cover one of more or more of those topics uh, you've been doing <clears throat> this for some years now and I always find it interesting there there have been several bands. Um, I don't know what several even means, but there's been a number of bands over the years that we've been in contact with that specifically are using their talents uh, in a way to edify or educate people uh, in regards to oh the the secret or not so secret things uh, going on at the top levels of society or the spiritual realm or something like that and you know there's there's been some uh, there's been some attempts there's been some good ones out there but uh are you are you one of these are we putting you in that category or is it just uh, by yeah. accident that you're on this podcast
3: No, this is quite intentional, I would say
0: Okay, wow
3: Um, But yeah, no, we've been, been doing this a long time And I believe the first time that I ever put out a song was Gons was obviously on guitar On that song that we did for Leonard Ulrich's second film So that was back in 2015, I think. So, mm-hmm.
0: tell us a little bit about uh, about the band here. Tell us what what the just everything. Tell us everything.
3: Okay. Well, first off, I I do hesitate. While it is a band in, in a lot of ways, I, I consider it to be um, a project slash collective. And okay, what I mean by that is that. Uh, I don't look at. I guess I would look at it more like how Nine Inch Nails works, where it's kind of like there's a brain child, right? Like Trent Reznor, and he has his touring guys and his hired hands for the tour stuff. Then he has his people that he collaborates with in the studio, like Attic, Atticus Ross or whoever, you know, produces or plays on the record. You know, um, it's kind of like a just a song by song basis, a recording by recording basis, and. Um, I view anybody who helps out as part of just the slave disservant collective, whether it's even just on the business front or helping with social media or anything, you know, we're just kind of like a team, you know?
0: Mm Hmm. Okay. yeah. I mean, you're an artist. So of course, there's some sort of loosey-goosey, (laughs) non-titled sort of uh, ambient structure to this. You wouldn't want there to be too much governance going on. Yeah, we can't do that. Yeah, or responsibility or anything wow. like that. No, I really appreciate that. Um, so keep telling me more. What's what's the idea? What's the vibe? And uh, tell me a little bit about the album.
3: Yeah, so it started off with really just that first song back in 2015. And I started writing a whole lot of material. Um, a bunch of the songs uh, were acoustic and... Some of them were full band songs. Some of them ended up as remixes. I ended up re-releasing all those initial embryonic stages of the band on one CD called Singularity back in 2021. And um, I I was working on a rock record. Like, it's just a, a really loud... I just wanted to make a really big, loud rock record. And so that was entitled Escape Babylon. I was working on that back in, again back in 2015 I think is when I started working on that record um, with pre-production and writing and uh, then when 2019 came along it just seemed like the right time to pull the trigger and actually record it and I had written some new material since that wouldn't have made it otherwise and uh, so I went into the studio with uh, my friend and my bandmate Jesse Sprinkle and we we tracked the whole record with uh, some buddies and then started mixing the record. And then there was this weird thing. I don't know if you guys know about it, but like in 2020, I think, uh, we just like the world shut down. And uh mm-hmm. yeah, we we I, I just felt like I shouldn't release this yet. You know, I, I was ready to drop it by summertime and I feel like it would have gotten wasted, you know. Mm. I wanted some freedom to be able to do some shows, make some more videos, promote it properly, um, and so that's just what I've been doing. I've been sitting on this little egg here, you know, this whole time. So, and uh, but as far as like the topics at hand, I cover a lot of a lot of the stuff that you guys cover on your show that we've always talked about there's even a a bonus track that only made the cd version i had to have a little nephilim jab in there so there's a Mm -hmm. there's a b-side on the cd version and uh that's about the sons of god but uh yeah there's i mean everything it's very socio-spiritual uh i hesitate to call it political because i consider myself apolitical but um i guess you could put that in there as well um large range of topics um some of the topics also that i cover on the record were just i i think i had you on my podcast basil when i started hallelujah back in the day oh yeah we were doing kind of an art-based look at you know just believers and uh part of something i was just going down was like my my heart at the time and i was trying to write songs about The concept of loving one's enemy and things like that and that's that's covered largely in a few tracks on this record and I I definitely went through a time uh, where I had to actually live out that experiment and had to put the album on hold and everything like that prior to even recording it and it's weird how sometimes you're writing about things that are kind of this kind of cryptic at, at the time you didn't you thought you had a, a, a hold on it but then you're you're forced to live out the experiment you know and uh yeah it's like god's like oh you want to you want to write about that sam well how about how about we put you in some situations where you have to uh, implement this so
0: funky do you want to tell me about those situations a little
3: bit what is there any specifics you can share um yeah i mean if i just cut it and i used to work and live on a campground in upstate New York and uh, worked for family, was married. Um, and basically my whole life in 2016 kind of imploded. and this record ended up getting a bunch of bonus content <laughs> from that experience as well. Uh, mm. Some of the the loss that I incurred from that and growth that I incurred from that. Um, but yeah. Um, that that forced me into a situation where I had to essentially provide for my children and do something else that would pay the bills, right? And uh, mm-hmm. so I I started learning cover songs and I started a cover band for a while, and um, that never really the band never really took off. But as a solo cover artist, God blessed me and. Um, my busiest year i think was 2019 i did 193 shows whoa busy boy so yeah i'm a full-time cover musician by trade i play a lot of uh weddings and cocktail hours and stuff like that corporate events and then um you know wineries stuff like that as well yeah, but, cool uh yeah i mean god somehow i guess it's kind of redemption in a way because all those years that what do they say you put in Ten, what is it? Ten thousand plus hours, hunting, mm-hmm. and you become an expert. And I mean, I spent a great deal of time in my own bedroom on a four-track making music and playing songs, and it it paid off because um, people like my own my spin on these '70s and '80s and '90s and whatever pop songs. So, sure. Um, yeah, that's I guess in short what. I guess that's a, about all I got as far as that's concerned. That's what yeah. I had to live through that, had to go through the divorce and you get bitter, or you get better. It just, I think God just refined me through it all and made me a completely different person. And I'm so blessed to have gone through it. You thank him in, in hindsight, you know, it's like, wow, thank you for the pain, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it's especially during 2020, I mean, the just the absolute upheaval of everybody's lives during that time. Uh, there it was there was a lot of opportunities to, I don't know, waste away or uh, or fade into the shadows or whatever. But lots of people. Mm, had some pretty powerful sort of transformative experiences in their in all areas of their life. And I consider, I mean, I consider, of course, us with this podcast as an entirely new thing than it was before uh, really? 2020. Absolutely. I mean, you and could. of course, life is entirely different now. Uh, but yeah, it could have very easily gone the other way. Um, so that's very encouraging. And just know people out there. There's still time. There's still time. Yeah. Um, and you, we should probably mention, because of all the very engaging and mysterious ambient background noise that we're hearing from you, <laughs> you are, you know, it's a good, it's kind of like a, a soundscape. Uh, we get to experience so what it's like to be a. musician on tour doing a podcast in a, in a parking lot or something. Uh, Tell us what you're doing now. You're on tour, you're moving around and you're at a Starbucks.
3: Yeah. You know, it's funny just before we talk about the Starbucks, um, we were mentioning, you know, prior to 2020. And Mm -hmm. I have to say there was, because I was in a sink or swim situation, I kind of put all things truther on the back burner and including my own record that i was working on and i was just trying to make a living and when 2020 hit i remember very vividly uh, going out and seeing your first broadcast on youtube and i was like back I, i'm back let's go <laughs> like, <laughs> like i was there was a resurgence i was like all right god you had me learn this for a reason you had me learn about these things and um it was on so um Awesome. But yeah, you guys have been killing it. I I appreciate you guys very much in what you do.
0: Oh, Uh, thank you.
3: But yeah, so I'm at a Starbucks here. Got some Chipotle with the guys. And um, picked up our bass player at the airport here in Nashville. And uh, we're going to be heading out very soon here to the Self-Reliance Festival for the very first public Slave to Servant performance.
0: Ooh, doggy. That's very fun. Now, t- 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 some serious Canarians will recognize because they always do what I ask them to do. <laughs> and they've gone to CanaryCryMeetups.com. There is a Canary Cry meetup at the, the uh, Camden, Camden, Tennessee Self-Reliance Festival. Uh, and you are the guy. You are the guy. So if you're out there, you're in striking distance of Camden, Tennessee, you should go to the Self-Reliance Festival. You should be doing that already anyways. Uh, but, come find Sam at the Slave to Servant merch booth or uh, give him a little RSVP or a hello at SlaveTWO2Servant two, at gmail.com uh, and uh, Sam will then become your slave turned <laughs> servant and he'll do anything you want him to oh, do. <laughs> Did I get that
3: right? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Sounds great. Uh, uh, but there will be a gift for you if you show up to the merch booth. So, ooh, gift! Oh, so good. Have, okay, there you go. It is canarian. You heard it here first.
0: You heard it here. Go do it. Go, go now. Go. Start driving. <laughs> it's tomorrow. Go to Tennessee. Um, Self Reliance Festival. That's pretty cool. I mean, that sounds like it fits fits our whole thing here. How did you uh, get hooked up with them?
3: Yeah, so I, I listened to a couple different prepper slash survival podcasts. And one of them is uh, The Survival Podcast by Jack Spierko. I don't know if you've ever heard of him at all. But he's been doing it probably for, I think, 12 years or more. Um, and I had found out about the event because one of the guests on his show, Nicole Sauce, she was putting it on and I was staying with my parents last winter and spring in the Ozarks and I thought, hey, it's only six hours away. I don't have the kids. I might as well go make some community and see what it's all about. So I went solo yeah. and I, I, this is really funny actually, I was walking, I would already met a couple acquaintances and friends in my camp because you can camp on the premises there with the tent. and. I was walking to pay the parking guy um, because he, had, he said, yeah, I could come in without paying, but to, that I was on the honor system, I better follow through. So I was on my way to go find him, but I couldn't help but overhear a conversation that was going on at a picnic table with a bunch of gentlemen. And uh, this gentleman, he was saying something like this, he was saying, you know, all those Norse gods? Uh, that tribe of Dan they went on to create Odin and all this and I was just like this is this is my people right here I I need to (laughs) I need to be part of this and it was it turned into this amazing bible study for the better part of two hours and amidst all these I guess for lack of a better term anarcho survivalist type of people and um a lot of them are believers a lot of the speakers at the uh, at the event were unapologetically Christian and Uh, teaching us skills on how to uh, be self-reliant in various different ways. And so I just got a lot out of it. Most of all, the community aspect of it. And I thought to myself, you guys don't have any music. Like this would be such an opportune time and place for a band like Slave to Servant because I just don't see myself going to cities anymore. I don't really want to go to any cities if I can help it. And uh, I think that there are... After talking to these people, there are numerous events all over the place, all over the United States. I'm sure even abroad, and uh, this is where my heart's at right now: is to kind of seize these opportunities and create a renaissance, if I can.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, that's kind of the thing nowadays. It's uh, I don't know with, with all the crazy things that just keep getting crazier and crazier. There is sort of this movement. Uh, Toward like real authentic moments and events versus the sort of corporatized, uh, commercialized type of thing. Uh, And of course, we're big fans of that around here, but it feels like they've kind of overplayed their hand a bit and people are just sick of it.
3: Yeah, I would agree.
0: Yeah, Um, that's awesome. Okay. Gons, are you there or are you helping your brother move a refrigerator? <laughs> He's helping his brother move a refrigerator. Okay. Um, now, you, you know, you've you got such an interesting background, at least from the perspective uh, of this show, because you used to have a podcast and you uh, did a lot of the similar... Uh, you know, covered a lot of the similar topics. Uh, uh, it, it, well, for those who don't know, it's called God's Property Radio. Um,
3: Which by the way, I have to say, I did go, the, there is one place that you can find God's Property Radio still, and it's on uh-huh. it's on YouTube. And I do you remember the whole rule when you first get a YouTube channel of you get 15 minutes to post something and mm-hmm. you have a certain amount of subscribers or, or views. So the first, like, 13 episodes are in 15-minute increments, you know. 15-minute <laughs> chunks. Yeah, yeah so of, like, three-hour ep- episodes, you know. But there's so many of them. However, I went back just to see. I've never checked, really, has it done anything, you know. Are people in certain episodes, like Rob Skiba, obviously, were our biggest. But um, I was looking through the segments, and I found that certain... certain um I, I guess numbers or segments were were missing, like from censorship. So oh, I got pulled. Yeah, I I mean we did cover a lot on vaccines and health on that podcast. So I would imagine that was a lot of what was missing. But yeah, it's hard to. I don't know. I often think about Leonard Ulrich in his first film where he talks about making copies of his documentary film, Um, you know, find a DVD and make a copy of this before or, you know, while we still have a free Internet, you know, and it's kind of insane that you, my friend, and Gans and I were doing this long before we had any of these restrictions. It's gnarly to me.
0: Yeah, different times, man. But it's cool cuz um you've brought over a lot of that stuff from your podcast kind of into this new uh, project here. Absolutely. What uh what's the sort of
3: uh wackiest topic that you cover in the album? Wackiest topic. Hmm. Well, um I would say I mean I don't know if it's the wackiest, probably to the outsiders, but like I said there's a yeah. there's a bonus track That's not on the vinyl and not on the digital version of the album called Second Second Coming, but it is on the C D, which is about the Nephilim and it's about this explanation of you know, this other explanation of what might be coming out of the sky or out of a portal or dimension, if you will. So
0: You know, the Nephilim topic has been one of the most surprising because it was, of course, the most obscure topic that, you know, we could talk about back when we started podcasting. And now, especially because of all the, uh, you know, alien talk and and movement and policy in the government, Nephilim conversations are fairly common, just kind of like out in the open nowadays. I was watching... Uh, the netflix show encounters which is like their new big alien documentary series and you know it's been in the top 10 on netflix for quite some time and episode one they are covering this uh, guy who had an encounter and he's like yeah I'm uh teach my kids the Bible every day and we find aliens in the scriptures, the scripture and uh we they're probably Nephilim, blah 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 blah. I'm like, oh okay, so top ten show on Netflix is talking about the you know, the, the theory or the fact of the Nephilim and how it applies to today's life. It's right. uh it's truly surprising.
3: It is. Um but if if I can start from the beginning, I guess. Uh the way I wrote this record uh, I want to give props, first of all, to one of the guests that was on Hallelujah, which was my second podcast uh, during the God's Property radio days. Um, his name is Nick Abraham, um, and he's an mm-hmm. artist. And he had created this image that said, Escape Babylon with this like sword going through a pyramid. And it just, I don't know, it just impacted me. And I, I was like, that is a perfect album title for the songs that I'm you know, writing right now. And eventually I did write a song called Escape Babylon for the record as well. But the opening track, I thought to myself, very much, I remember being on the campground writing a lot of these songs. And one in particular was, you think about when you first come into these topics and you have that kind of paradigm shift going on and, or as Chris White might call it, you know, uh, New new World Order Freakout Syndrome.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: But, uh I was thinking about that speech that Morpheus gives to Neo. And I was thinking about how he's asking him all these questions, like what is the Matrix, et cetera. And I wanted a song that really, to me, captured the essence of just asking the listener you know, questions to, to make them think and feel at the same time. And uh, so the first song on the record um, is based on a companion piece that I, is the first track on the Singularity Collection called The Hand That Destroys the, Ablish- the Establishment of the Eye. Um, and that is in reference to the Hebrew name of Jesus, which is Yeshua for the pictographic um, alphabet and uh, meaning of the name. And the song just begins like this. "It's." just begins with the words of Jesus, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do.
2: Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do.
3: That all of us have is that, um, when I think about our faith and uh, going into any sort of dark topics or anything like that, um, that that is one that is interweaved throughout this record is this idea of this, (sighs) a selfless love that none of us could possibly implement (laughs) Mm. if you would and um, to keep that in check um, but I open up the record with some lyrics like this I say do you feel it in your bones from the bottom to the top inside you taking control in a world that's cracked while the odds are stacked we somehow never cease to hesitate to spin our backs when it's survival of the fittest what's the point in compassion why even cure disease when it's a hospital cash in Evolutionized identity, gorilla-like propensity, Lord help this extremity, in your name. It gets a little bit more socio-political at the second verse, talking about transhuman singularity, course of cryptocurrency, stuff like that. Um, yeah, and uh, that's that's the opening track to the record. Um, Just jumping right into it, man. Yeah, from the get-go. The second track is. Uh, A song called Never Greener that I wrote about uh, my divorce essentially, Um, what Mm. it's going through and you know it's always Never Greener and uh, if I could, I I, I couldn't even explain to you right now what's going on in my life right now that's showing me that all the things that went on years back didn't pay off for my ex, it's crazy, Mm. it's so crazy to me. Mm And it's but it's also this i'm not happy to watch it it is it's it's something that she has to kind of go through right now and i i i still feel for her you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and that's 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 god that's god showing me you know there was this moment in time where i lived next door Um, i was living with my parents for four years next door to my old house and she had moved uh, her um, now husband in to my house and uh, it was a hard situation for a while. And eventually the divorce went through and they, I found out that she was pregnant and had a, a child. And there was a moment where I was in the backyard watching her husband in my old backyard hmm, <laughs> with, no. with his his child. And my first thought, Basil was, awe like i remember that i remember being mm. at that backyard holding my child mm, yeah so it's kind of what never greener uh pertains to um wow there are a lot of yeah man there's no songs on this record that deal with that um that thing as well so
0: yeah that's that's serious business man i mean i think that's um an excellent or, or uh, that's what I uh, find so special about what you're creating is um, it's not just an outlet to resolve the problem of nobody uh, listening to you rant about the Nephilim or <laughs> or you know conspiracy theories or something like that, but it's uh, incredibly, uh, personal. I mean, that's that's what music is supposed to do. It's what it's supposed to be, you know it's supposed to uh, make you feel in so many different ways and to uh, to connect to sort of a, a, mm, I don't know if universal, but a sort of a uh, a feeling that we all have in different shapes and forms mm-hmm. and uh, feel connected to other people. I mean that's one of the biggest, most rewarding things about podcasting about the things that we do uh, is that uh, people more than anything, they know they're not alone. They know they're not crazy. They know other people are seeing what they're seeing. They know that uh, other people are feeling what they're feeling. Uh, And on top of not uh, on top of just, uh, you know, current events or news or theories or or scripture or something uh, that there are there are other humans living vivid lives with uh, tragedies and and joys, uh, just like they are. It's it's a sort of a broad spectrum uh, connection, and you know, for a long time there wasn't a whole lot of that in the space. It was mostly about the academia or the or, you know the conspiracy theories or what's going on. And it's so easy to develop an idea of that's all someone is. I mean, the media wants people to believe that crazy conspiracy theorists are not actually human. They're sort of robots programmed uh, to deliver uh, misinformation straight from the desk of Putin. Mm -hmm. And you shall not feel for them. You shall not, you know. Uh, But really, the the answer to a lot of the problems that the media is creating is that sort of human uh connection with someone who you agree with or even better don't agree with so i think that's very special man thank you for sharing that
3: yeah you know it's interesting you say that i think that there's an identity crisis going on in with humanity and i think we don't know who our father is number one um But like you said, we kind of wrap our identity around things. And if you think about it, when we're children and we go into the public school system and the teacher might ask you, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up? Well, that assumes that your identity is in what you do. Mm, Right. And we I think we have a big problem with that here, especially in the States. I mean, I can speak for that at least. I got my buddy here, though, across the pond. I don't know what you think about that. Sorry, what was that? I was (laughs) having a (laughs) sleep. We got Andy Jennings here, who's also been a guest on Canary Cry Radio. He is is, uh, playing guitar with us uh, for this event, and he's been hanging out with me. By the way, did I mention, Basil, to you that I'm a full-time nomad now? I live in a bus.
0: No, you did not tell me that, although I think if I looked hmm. deep down and I really thought about it, I might have been able to guess. Uh, <laughs> you you really are this sort of uh, traveling, uh, uh, what's the word, sort of, uh, not minstrel, but what, you get a vagabond type going around uh, doing what the Lord's telling you to do. Sojourn. Uh, that, oh, sojourn. T- sojourner yes yes uh how big's your bus
3: what kind of bus it's 35 feet it's an old yellowstone touring bus it's a greyhound uh from 25 so it's a detroit diesel um and it's converted to a home has a washer dryer bathtub, everything that i need uh room for my two kids and me and um yeah i just it was definitely a god thing when it when it came about um but uh, it also because it's from 1975. For the conspiracy nuts out there, um, mm-hmm. if we have an EMP, I have zero computers in there, so I'm I'm golden.
0: Whoa, good boy! Holy <laughs> smokes! Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- that's something that uh, is unfortunate. You want the brand new F Ford F-150. But sometimes you just need a 30-year-old Dodge sitting in the back, just waiting for the day when the computers go down. Um, that is that is a big bus. You're, that's not van life. That's no. that's bus life. It's almost goofy movie RV
3: life. Well, I guess I, I kind of picked it up from the campground, right? I managed a campground for six years, and I said, hey, I want to do that part of this business, not this part. <laughs>
0: You know, and that's something I love about you, man. That might be one of the most uh, difficult parts of knowing what's going on in the world and uh, just paying attention. That's the thing. For those, you don't even have to be a conspiracy theorist anymore. All you got to do is just pay attention and believe what your eyes tell you. As much as the media wants to uh, get you to not believe your own eyes – for those who still have the will and the power to believe their own eyes, it's very difficult trying to 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 lead a a, a sort of a normal life. I mean, uh, you might get into the mortgage, you might get into the house, you might get into the, you know, the iPhone and the Apple Watch and all the things that make the future what it is, uh, but there's a constant draw to just get in a bus that doesn't have computers <laughs> and drive around and grow your own food and raise cattle and learn how to crochet.
3: I also homeschool my kids. So
0: and homeschool the kids. Yeah. I mean that's a big one, man. That's that freaks me out. By I've been way, trying to Did I uh,
3: did I tell you what ha- I think I probably told you this but the reason why I homeschool is because in 2019, so for two years I had my kids in the public school system, um, and my daughter was in pre-K at the at the time; she was going into kindergarten. Wesley was going into um, second grade, and we we never vaccinated them, right? So yeah. we used the New York State uh, exemption, uh, religious exemption, and. Mm-hmm. It was fine, you know. You just you just type out. You know, we believe in a creator. We believe in the immune system. We're good. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I, right. You have to have a list of Bible verse or anything. So I did that for two years. 2019, summer of 2019, me and my my other buddy over here, Jesse, his kids, also were first forced into this situation of homeschooling because New York State in July of 2019 took away the religious exemption for vaccines before COVID.
0: Oh, good timing.
3: Yes, so.
0: That, yeah, that's crazy. So there you go, man. You're doing the thing. Yeah, and look, I am. I still consider myself the luckiest guy in the world to get to do what I do. Uh, and especially knowing what I know, I mean, there's a, there's been a constant draw for years to sort of align, you know, the reality of your life with your principles. And it takes it takes a long time. It's sort of a slow thing. Very rarely. Are you able to just overnight uh, sort of align your whole life with the the off grid uh, garden garden growing, cattle raising, uh, make your own you know clothes out of flax fibers type of <laughs> lifestyle? Uh, but it is possible folks, just one, just one little bit at a time. <laughs> and I mean, with these interest rates, come on, Oh my a bus is starting to look like a good idea.
3: Oh my gosh. What you said about paying attention though, I found that, um, uh, one thing that I, 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 feel very firm in and I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't, um, disparage anybody who, who drinks alcohol, but I found that when I pulled alcohol completely away from my life, uh, i didn't have a problem with it but it it definitely deepened my connection to god and uh it deepened my connection to everything around me and everyone and uh oh yeah so i mean it isn't a toxin after all so
0: i mean here's the thing i'm not gonna bible thump anybody if they have a drink here and there and neither you and most people won't but it is a government sanctioned poison a, a government-sanctioned addictive poison, <laughs> and uh, you—if nothing else, people who are paying attention should put alcohol in the same category as uh, you know uh, uh, high-fructose corn syrup, and uh, you know nanobots in the broccoli, and uh, whatever other thing that's sort of a government-sanctioned, uh, honestly, control mechanism. So again, I don't. I don't, uh, despise anybody who makes the choice to do that. And of course, moderation is, uh, is key. But yeah, man, that is another one of those things on the list. That's like, if you, if you unspool the mile long scroll of things that we need to change about our life to align with our with our views of the world alcohol is in the first couple feet of that scroll for sure
3: What's also fascinating that I, i've been i listen to a lot of health podcasts as well and it seems that alcohol is definitely um uh, according to the experts like that are that i'm listening to at least that it seems to be on the decline as far as it's it's not even recommended like it used to be like the recommended was like you know two glasses of wine a week the, the recommended is zero now like yeah, if you want true maximum health, your the pros of a glass of wine uh, don't outweigh uh, the cons um, right. of just the pros of having none. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it. You know, I don't want to harp on anybody. I just I, I'm no no of course. I, I'm explaining that because with the bus situation, I I quit alcohol a couple of years ago, um, for a time, just for a period, um, not not cold turkey for good, but just I felt like i I should for my own just take a little break the vaccine was rolling out at the time and it was kind of stressful with some things and i was just like i think i need to be vigilant here you know and so after doing that about a week in i just had this it was like it was beamed to me hey you know the, the thought of you are a free spirit you don't really care about status or keeping up with the joneses you would probably enjoy living in a bus and I was I, I thought to myself, why don't I start looking at these schoolies? You know, why don't I why don't I maybe go buy a schoolie and convert it or something? That was my thought. So I started watching the videos. I went online, I went on Facebook Marketplace, found a school bus for nine thousand dollars. I was going to go look at it with my dad before he moved to the Ozarks. And before doing so, I called my only truther friend in my area, <laughs> who just so happens to own a record store, which I think is funny, but he, I asked him if his friend would let me park a school bus at his friend's farm um, to convert it for a couple years, um, just because I need some space to do so, and he said to me, I don't know if he would let you do that, but his dad actually had a Greyhound bus and passed away and left it to his brother. We were going to buy it. You should buy it. And I, it just fell in my lap, Basil. And yeah, do you know how much I paid for it? I do not. $10,000 fully converted. Oh, Hey, well, that's a great deal. I could probably sell it for a hundred thousand dollars today.
0: Yeah, dude, I got a buddy who uh, has his profession. He converts vans and buses and stuff. And, if and he's one of the cheaper dudes who does it and if you if you uh uh provide your own bus or van the conversion is still like $30,000 oh, okay. Absolutely. It's crazy. Uh but you know, I mean, still uh, the the economic options it it's a sad state of the world when, when spending a hundred grand on a bus to live in is still a better option than getting a mortgage
3: and buying a house even an apartment at this point i mean just the idea that you know you uh, the way i looked at it was i work very hard at what i do and i don't have anything to show for it And I had a mortgage at one point, but even the mortgage to me was like, I don't know, this is 30 years. And even when I own it, I still got to pay taxes. At least this bus, I own it, you know? And so that's, for me, it was just something that I can hold on to and maybe pass off to my kids, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. No, you know, it used to be that things like RVs and and buses like yours, they were considered financial liabilities. And now they, they really are assets, especially here in phase one. Of the Mad Max apocalyptic (laughs) post-apocalyptic world where the normal American is going to have to live someday. I mean, it's not that far away. We're in phase one. Mm -hmm. It won't be long until like a huge portion of Americans are living in caravans. Uh, sort of like gypsy caravans where everybody has their RV and their bus and uh, the government has uh, reclaimed all of the the land and uh, you just are forced to live uh, in a vehicle and when uh, you know the the census bureau shows up to count you you just pack up and roll on next to the next prairie it's uh it's crazy that that is like not even a a fantasy anymore. We are just there.
3: I wholeheartedly agree with you. Our friend uh, Adrian lives in Australia. Mm-hmm. And uh, he. I was told by Andy that his his rent's going up monthly, $100 every month.
0: Oh, my God. Unreal. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are literally in the beginning of the corporate apocalypse where corporatism literally... Ends the world, turns the world into something that we uh, sort of fantasized about, not only with the sort of like corporate pollution and stuff like that, but the uh, the financial system just finally everything just rose to the top and normal people, not even poor people, normal people, middle class people. Uh, are have, they have no other choice but to, uh, join the caravan of other vagabonds and live out your life. Uh, That's work, passion, uh, my friend. <laughs> work, work remotely, work on Zoom wherever you go. Thanks, Elon, for Starlink. Uh, but going back and forth. It's interesting because right now it seems like. You know it's it's some people's daydream you know it's their they're dreaming for the time where they can afford a bus and work remotely and drive around the country uh, it won't be too long until it's sort of required right you want- so you're ahead of the game yeah you're ahead of the game and you're a you're an inspiration to us all
3: andy would like to chime in for a second
4: Andy is that okay is that okay I I was just thinking what you were saying Um, have you ever read the uh, Cosmic Trilogy by C.S. Lewis uh, and the final book which is the no
0: no I have not but I'm familiar with the concept
4: well he wrote that in the 50s and it's like very much it's about transhumanism and about you know an attempt at a new world order Mm. and they get so close to it they're just about to grab it and then it all falls apart and and I I, here's I take hope from this kind of stuff because you know what it all looks really scary from our, our side looking up. If you look at it from the heavenly way down, which we can because we're believers, right? We have that kind of mind's eye. Um, yeah. It would only take a little flick or a solar flare or something to take out this whole system. What I'm saying is, um, look, I've lost everything like Sam. I've lost, I only died in 2017. I've lost my job through COVID, not taking the, the other jabs. Uh, I've gone through divorce. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, shred- it's sh- a shredding has, has, has taken place but I've never been freer you know I've had to kind of do things just just move you know, just make things up and try and get a, you know, start my own business or something just gardening and things like that and whatever but yeah. found an immense amount of uh, freedom but there's risk that comes with freedom and so our, our old system was a safe system but the safety isn't safe anyway when people yeah. are moving that out so, um, but what I, I take hope in the fact that these guys don't win in the end there could be many ways in which it collapses. Obviously, we, we, we know ultimately God will, will intervene if, if nothing else happens. But they'll almost I almost think they could implode themselves because narcissists will just kill each other in the end. Um, that kind of happens in the, uh, the hideous strength. So if anyone's listening out there, I'd really recommend this. a cosmic trilogy. It absolutely affected my life when I read it many years ago. And every 10 years, I, I read it again. And it reminds me. That, um, you know, it only takes a little flick solar flare or the the lights go out and the whole thing falls apart. And it might just be that people who've gone off grid are actually in a much safer position. They've learned how to survive on their own, be independent, be autonomous, which after that, what God wanted us to be anyway. Isn't that what he wants Adam to be?
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you make a great point.
4: There's hope coming out of this, you know?
0: Yeah, you make an absolutely great point. That's kind of the hilarious part about it because... Uh, you know, the corporatists, they're overplaying their hand. Uh, the, and when I say the corporatists, I mean the whole system includes the government and the, uh, the media and, and the whole world order. They've overplayed their hand mm-hmm. so much out of their own sort of, uh, unquenchable thirst for power that you know this this squeeze going on right now is due to hey we can squeeze the people a little bit more we can force them uh, to go back to work to stop protesting to stop. Uh, uh, striking you know this i mean we we saw it happen in 2020 and i said at the time this is when workers started getting a little bit more power started to be able to demand some more wages and i looked at that and i said it was on the air i'm like this is not a good this is not good because the second that the system starts feeling power slip from their hands they're going to turn around and uh create the system that forces people back into their place. They don't like people getting too big for their britches, but uh, they're overplaying their strategy so much that they're pushing people out of the system and into buses and people are finding – it's way better it's it's a way you feel like you're actually living your life for you and or for god instead of living it for the corporatists and so there is a little bit of this backfire where uh as they push people out of what would traditionally be considered the middle class, these people are adapting, shifting, moving into buses, living a new lifestyle, getting llamas or emus or whatever, (laughs) and realizing, oh, I actually was not happy and was not I I don't think I could technically say I was even living in the old system. Mm-hmm. So their grasp for power, as is always the case, uh, the more they squeeze, the more the sand runs out between their fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they're not done yet. They've got plenty of, uh, you know. Plenty of big moves that they would just love to pull, but the the idea of becoming disconnected from that system is actually taking your own power back, and in this oh-so-brief, oh-so-brief life that we get… People are finding that there's a a depth dimension to life, not just a length, uh, you know, in age, but a depth dimension of life that they've been completely missing out on. And uh, it's just causes more and more of the system to fail for more and more people get pushed out uh, and sort of conversely, interestingly, and I'm certainly want to be sensitive to all types of situations but i'd say for the most part people are finding that life is way cooler than they ever thought it could be simply by being forced out of the system that they couldn't keep up with got to
3: be out of the box that's the thing you know yeah were, we're trying to fit people into these boxes and we're not made to be in a box and my kids are finding that out just from homeschool i mean they they used to have to ride the bus and it would take forever for them to come back. And we finished school in three hours now. It's, it's nuts. You know, it's, it, yeah. and we, we have freedom. We can leave. So you can have safety or you can have freedom, but you can't have both. I don't think,
0: you know, right. You know? Yeah. That's the, that's the key. And of course it, it has to be said that uh whatever's going on now. and Well, in fact, I think we're going in a shift in the other direction, but up until now, the desire for safety had been so programmed into each and every person that, uh, you know, like the frog in the boiling pot of water, just little by little, given up not just their freedom, not just their money, not just their self-reliance, but really, I mean, a depth dimension of life that... uh that you don't really notice disappearing. It's kind of like walking on a very gently sloped beach uh, where you, uh, you know, don't, it feels flat. But as you walk into the water, you start getting deeper and deeper and deeper until your feet don't touch the ground anyway or at all. And you're just f- floating there. And I think it's when people get to that point when they're just floating and they feel, you know, totally well, drifting, totally drifting, that the the sand has disappeared from under them, that they go, huh, okay, something isn't quite right here. Something is not what it seems. The promises have not been kept. I don't even feel the ground bef- below my feet anymore. And so I guess I'll just swim away. Take it easy, beach. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, uh... Andy, is Andy still yeah, there? Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. What? Well, what do you play in the band that. here, Andy? I'm
4: playing a bit of guitar for us. Uh, okay, yeah. bit of guitar. Where are you from? I'm from Birmingham, uh, England. Well, born Alabama. They make yeah. the chocolate. No, no, uh, Birmingham <laughs> uh, in uh, in <laughs> in the UK. So I'm <laughs> over here. I'm an alien. Um, did you? Did I hear you say you make chocolate? Oh no! I come from where they make chocolate, from Bonn. Oh, <laughs> so, um, okay. You
0: know. Got it. That's where the chocolate comes from. That's where
4: folks. all the Oompa come from. That's where I know a few Oompa
0: Ah, of course, of course. So, are you? Uh, are, are? What's your lifestyle here? Are you another vagabondian? No, are you uh, come you over. Settled down someplace? I've
4: just come over to to, to be with Sam for a bit because we Skype regularly and chat and stuff. Um, I my my life's changed. I'm I just I'm a gardener now back in England. Uh, I've, got, I've got a new disco band. I'm, I'm a Distant Profit. Obviously, I've started a disco band, disco funk band as well.
0: Oh yes, of course. So, yeah, yeah. A, another band people should check out: Dissident Profit.
4: Yeah, yeah, so so it's been pleasure hanging out with Sam, and um, because he's very similar to me, we're very similar. We write songs similarly, we think about things similarly, been through similar experiences. So it's really a pleasure to hang out with him and his mate Jesse. He's a right laugh. So I'm just having a really nice, a nice road trip, uh, talking. I mean, it's 18 hour road trip, but we, it went really quickly. We were just talking all the time about all this kind of stuff, like what you're talking about now, um, and everything else. So. Um, one thing I would say like you know, I, I just think that, you know, I always like to go back to plan A and think what God originally planned for us as human beings to be. When you look at what he wanted us to be as Adam, it was to be like autonomous, but in a relationship with him. And I've noticed the last couple of years with the pandemic that people have started to, to wake up and realize that what a human being is meant to be. And and it's it's the starkness of the evil that's come our way, that's helped us to understand the good. And I think things were murky before. And so I think that I know people who weren't even believers in God, who've become mm-hmm. believers in God because oh, yeah. they've just backed away from the evil and gone, ugh, I don't like that. And then they've gone, oh, God's great. I love him. And and, and yeah. in evangelical preaching, it's just been reality.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great way to describe it. Yeah, it does feel like as a whole, the there's been a murkiness. There's been sort of a fog of war. There's been a... Is, you know, we've been in this time of trying to figure out left and right and uh, good and bad and male and female and all the sort of uh, binaries in the world. And that's this non binary thinking has postmodernism and uh, everything attached to that has had everybody a bit confused. They've been a little bit uh, over socialized and under informed. So they kind of tend to just go with whatever makes people think they're good people. But this year especially, I feel 2023 especially has been this moment of clarity Mm. for a lot of people. Things have been pushed to such a brink. That uh, a a number of people that I know have sort of snapped out of it and finally sort of seen the light, their visions become clear. And uh, the problem is, and we've known this for a long time, problem is once you see through, uh, you know, a pair of clear glasses, you can't go back. To uh, to uh, walking around in the fog, you don't want to go back to uh, the sort of confusion that's manufactured for us. Uh, I don't know. It feels like to me that we're in a serious time of of clarity or a serious time of uh, uh, realigning, sort of our understanding. Uh, it's, it's a serious turning point. Have you guys noticed the same?
4: Well, you know Jesus, right? You know Jesus, right? Um, I know Jesus, yeah. Well, he he was completely free, but he had faced the worst. He'd thought before the things happened to him, he'd already thought he'd prepared for them what was going to happen to him. And I, I, I've, I've experienced, I've been a believer for many years, but only recently have I experienced the threat of losing everything. Things that are dear to me could be my reputation, could be money, could be situations, relationships, or whatever, job and everything, um, pride and whatever. If you can actually imagine, just, just, come to terms with the worst possible scenario that you fear and dealing with it, you're free. And that yeah. Jesus was. And I think that's what he wants us to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's, it's interesting because I I grew up Christian. I've been a Christian my entire life. Uh, very proud of it. I have no idea how, uh, I mean, it's God really. God's the, the one responsible because so many people born into Christianity and involved uh, very deeply with Christianity from a young age. So many of them have uh, not maintained that lifestyle or that, uh, you know, set of beliefs or that relationship into their thirties. And so I give God all the credit for being in the place where I am. Uh, but they're you know, in the church, especially when you're working with sort of a, you know, kind of normy church or like you're in a Sunday school or something, you know, they, they talk about the freedom, the freedom that Jesus gives you, the freedom that comes uh, with giving your life over to Christ. And it's, you know, it often is not really taken literally. It's kind of taken as sort of, uh, who knows, maybe spiritual freedom, maybe freedom from some bad thoughts that you thought about and you know it's uh, the application of that freedom word uh had been kind of uh you know kind of kind of metaphorical or a little abstract at least for a long time um but when it when it hits you when you finally there comes a point I don't know what the criteria is and I don't know what that point is but there comes a day when the concept of the freedom in Christ comes across your, your mind and uh, you feel it. And you're like, oh, my goodness. It's almost like you have to be become so burdened by the world, so burdened by your own sort of uh, misuse of your life or your own uh, everything. And only then when you turn to Christ, you, you, the freedom that comes in Christ is... It's it's hard to describe. I'm having a hard time even putting it into words. But again, it goes into this uh, idea of sort of a depth dimension of life. You're, li- you're living life not longer, but deeper uh, in sort of every sense of the word. And um, man, oh man, if I could go back and tell, you know, 16-year-old Basil, who's going on mission trips and stuff, who's just doing the best he can uh, that that was coming, or that that was even possible uh, I i don't think I would have believed myself from the future, I'm not sure <laughs> which brings us to time travel
4: <laughs> <laughs> what a segue
0: which brings us to time travel. Professional podcaster here, folks. <laughs> you think maybe uh, this was an accident, but this was my plan the whole time. Uh, have you guys ever um, time traveled?
4: Yes. No. A lied.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I highly recommend it. You should check it out. It's uh, it's good for the soul. And uh, if you can get a message across to your former self, it's uh, you, you can and you should try to affect the future. Don't let Hollywood and the media try to convince you that you're not allowed to go into the past to change the future. That is a lie. They're just trying to keep us down, folks. Basil,
4: does it count if when I was on the plane coming over, I watched Back to the Future again? Whoa, back- bro. I remember as a kid watching it, it's kind of going back in time, watching the, in the future in the past. That's <laughs> it. You did it.
0: Yeah. You Specifically, if you watch, but you have to do it on a plane. You got to watch back to the future on, the pl- on, on the a plane, plane. And it has to go from east to west. If you go from west to east, you're going into the future. If you go from east to west, you're going into the past. And congratulations on your uh, first time travel trip. Thank you. Uh, you know, Over here in the U.S., there's a lot of news that goes around uh, about what's going on in the U.K., whether it's, I don't know, uh, immigration policies, financial policies, uh, the 15-minute city thing. Do you you want to give us a little taste of uh, what your perspective on uh, what's going on in the U.K. is? (laughs)
4: <laughs> I can tell you about my speeding ticket. I got, got done for doing 35 yeah. miles an hour. You got three points on my license and 100 quid fines for going five miles over 30. But Anyway, I'm not going to get bitter. Um, <laughs>
0: was it with a camera? I am
4: bitter. Uh, no, uh, yeah. no, it's just a guy, a policeman with a... With a uh, anyway, uh, moving on. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm, I'm <laughs> um, but uh, no, uh, during, the, during the lockdown, I, I'll tell you a little story. I was, I, I was living in a house with a guy from the BBC. Uh, he, he produced the global news for the BBC, so it was so strange. And, um, and I went down to London on, on one of the marches, the anti-lockdown marches, and a friend of mine told me about it. The second one I went down in July 2021, there were 1.2 million people in London marching, ordinary people. It's the biggest march in the history of Britain ever, bigger than the anti-war marches. And I came back to the house and spoke to my man from the BBC and said, I've just been to the biggest march ever. In history, and I said, "How come it's not on the TV?" And he said, "Oh, the the, the government contacted BBC ten days ago, and asked us not to cover it." So wow. I realised we're in a complete lockstep situation. So all, all all the different agencies are working together. That's Britain. Britain's kind of gone, really. Yeah. Federal banking currencies are coming, and things like that. There's not much pushback, but there are a lot of people waking up. I take solace about the human beings that are waking up. People are becoming believers in God, but they, they've, they've got nowhere to go. I've looked into the straw man stuff about common law and what it means to be who you really are, rather than the person that's on the birth certificate and you know right. corporation. And people who I know who are even New Age people, who or gurus or shamans, they're all looking into this stuff and they're finding their only freedom comes from the Creator, which is an amazing thing. We have a Magna Carta mm. in Britain, which kind of talks about the freedoms we have. So. Um, the bad stuff is leading to good stuff. That's how I tend to look at it. People are discovering what it means to image God and be a believer in God. And it ain't necessarily the cookie cutter kind of Christian thing. It's just believing in God and Jesus, you know. And I've noticed loads of people. I've got a Buddhist friend, Buddhist for 25, four years. And during the lockdown, she came to Jesus because she had no one to pray to in Buddhism. And she became yeah. Jesus. And she's a beautiful believer now. She's on fire just because she turned to Jesus. So. I, I i think it's a great time as well well it's it's that it's the take, best and the worst of times Taylor two Cities, yeah Taylor two cities it was the best and the worst time so yeah yeah um so i tend to be i'm much more positive it's very strange i be, and also my understanding of the gospel has changed i'm much mm-hmm. i think michael Heiss has helped me out with that read the bible in context more the yeah bible project tim mackie things like that into mm-hmm. you right has kind of really helped me understand what the real gospel is, and uh, uh, it's much richer and deeper than perhaps I thought it was before. So all these bad things have really, really been good um, in many ways. So yeah. So yeah, I don't want to talk negatively. You can talk about the darkness and stuff forever. It's, it's the gift that, get, that keeps on giving, isn't it? But you can get black pilled and just give up and sitting around waiting like a deer in the headlights. But uh, we need to get white pilled. God, God's doing. Yeah. And he's doing it in yeah. invisibly in the hearts of people. It's brilliant.
0: I love that. Yeah, no kidding, man. I mean, uh, we've all been there. We've all, I mean, uh, I uh, I, had never heard the term black pill before, but I was doing a live episode of Canary Cry News Talk And I started seeing in the chats, I was just, I don't even remember what I was talking about, but I was going off on something. And then in the chat, it was just uh, person after person like, oh, Basil's black-pilled. I'm like, what? What is it? What? And I looked it up later. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, this isn't good. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, that's kind of what I'm talking about. There's a lot of stuff going on that is so easy to let us sort of consume you and and darken uh, the world around you. But if you just tweak your perspective just a little bit, and I love what you said about understanding uh, uh, the gospel in a in a different or deeper or or new way. Um, Because, you know, there's been a lot of talk, especially with you artsy-fartsy types, uh, the the (laughs) musicians I've known in my life, uh, they love, they just love to tell me about how... The Bible and the church and Christianity and religion as a whole is a control mechanism to keep the peasants working for their feudal lords. And so that's why I'm an atheist or whatever. And to a degree, there is a world in which the setup of many churches, some churches, the, the, the setup of the entire Uh, idea of the thing, even if the individuals within the church who are running the church, who are teaching at the church, who are making the decisions, even those who are attending, even if their intent is not to keep people in sort of the shallow end of the pool, give them something to do on Sunday before brunch, uh, and, uh, you know, generally give them some, like, 101 rules for how to be a good person or whatever. Uh, Even if that's not the intent, the incentivizations are aligned with exactly that, you know, especially in America. You know, American churches are incentivized to get as many people in there as possible. And how do you do that? You make everybody feel good. Now, I am not uh I'm not a proponent of necessarily making your church all about hellfire and and threatening people. That's not what I'm saying. But the, uh, certainly an exploration of the gospels on a deeper level, which previously You could only get those kinds of explorations on weird podcasts that had, uh, you know, weirdo scholars that were talking about how there's, you know, a divine council and little gods among uh, the one big God and all these kind of things. That's where you used to only be able to get this stuff. And thankfully now it's more sort of more acceptable and more available. But there is an aspect of American churches, some of them, that is very similar to the sort of corporatism that uh, see people as a resource, and they do uh, whatever they can to sort of uh, collect as many resources as possible and use them for the good of the organization. And you know, a lot of people just are are built different. And that's not enough. Uh, uh, now, I believe that, uh, you know, a, tr- a true deep understanding of the gospel uh, turns somebody into a very powerful force. Even just the way they live their own lives, the way they make decisions, the way they treat people, the way they think about current events, uh, there is a level of understanding that comes uh, with uh, sort of a deep relationship with Scripture that turns you sort of into this weird kind of uncontrollable uh, monster, <laughs> and I say that word lovingly, uh, that is not very convenient or monetizable by the corporations or the churches who uh, have their incentives lined up. Uh, So, I love that. And I encourage, uh, you know, I don't know how to help people find this or realize this, uh, but I highly encourage them to at least pray for God to put that kind of stuff in their path. Uh, Because, like you said, as things continue here, uh, it's going to take powerfully equipped people with a deeper sense of what God is doing uh, in order to make it through this with any sanity.
4: Right. Well,
3: I think going back to kind of the beginning of this conversation, you had mentioned the corporate uh, apocalypse, if you will. And mm-hmm. in light of what Andy said here about, you know, the birth certificate and stuff like that, I know we've talked about all those things before, but um, I have a song called Power on This mm-hmm. Record. And uh, it's all about what I learned back then, but that extends to the church, right? It extends to this 501 C3 deal, right? And just as we've been talking about being forced out of our comfort zones and having, being stripped away of things, I think that we're gonna find that the church is really you and me, and we are gonna be getting together more in houses and dare I say it, buses or what? Or buses, (laughs) yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) might get what you wish for today, it's true, but you want a synonymous with your needs, spiritually, just say you understand, we'll ink up your feet and send you under contract, in fact your fictional existence doesn't exist in essence, nonetheless it's extensive.
3: Bus church. Yeah, I think uh I think we are I mean it can't the churches can't go on. Their backs will be financially broken as well, along with a lot of the other things that we're seeing.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well snap, fellas, uh and you can find (laughs) you can you can find all their opinions on this poetically structured in their new album.
3: What is the name of the new album, by the way? Escape Babylon. Escape Babylon. Now, Hello. Yeah, now now the title to me meant a lot more uh, back in the day, something kind of else. But today, the way I envision it, even though the artwork uh, has a picture of a elephant representing your Republican structure, right? And mm. below it, so the... The, um, the elephant is standing in water, above water, uh, with flames surrounding it on fire. And underneath it is this dead donkey carcass, Ooh. representing that structure. And you're either burning or you're drowning, because it's two wings of the same bird as we know. Oh, uh, wow. However, uh, and then on the flip side of the LP, uh, there's just bones on, in the water of both animals. So, uh, and by the way, our friend Natalina, I dedicated mm. the record to her passing. Um, oh. So uh, her name is on the back of the vinyl LP, but um, going back to the title, uh, to me today, what, what this really means to me more than escape literal Babylon or figurative Babylon or any anything like that, to me, Babylon starts in the mind and we have our own limiting beliefs and we have our own comfort zones. And until we adapt the mind of Christ, um, we can't escape.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love it so very much. Um, Yeah, I'm looking at this album cover now. I mean, I saw it before, but (laughs) but I never looked right at it. And now it's affecting me in a very deep and disturbing way. Thank you for that uh, explanation. I am enjoying it very much now. Um, okay, so you guys are again. Just here is your here is the, uh, the your advertisement repeated again. Here, you are going to be playing a live show uh, at the uh, Self Reliance Festival in Camden, Tennessee, and I highly recommend. Any uh, and that's on the fourteenth, the fourteenth, Saturday, the fourteenth of October. That's by the time you're listening to this, folks. It's tomorrow, or it might be today. So get in your car, drive to Camden, Camden Tennessee. Go to the Self Reliance Festival. I do not know much about the Self Reliance Festival, but I I like what I do see. So y'all should be going to this anyways, and they should be uh giving me a slot to do a live podcast but maybe next year um but go check it out there's going to be canarians meeting there send an email you can check in with sam at slave to servant at gmail.com that's two with t-w-o and uh or if you're just there head up to the slave to servant merch booth give them uh, you know, the secret passcode canarian or just shout uh, think outside the cage or Bacaw! or something like that and they'll know it's you and you'll get a little goodie, uh, and you'll get to meet Sam and some uh, well and Andy I just, I'm looking here uh, Andy we had you on a flyby music episode mm. of canary cry radio back in 2015 2015 look at that we got an old timer and that was about uh yeah, your project Dissident Profit, which people should also go check out. Look at this; this is fun, man. <laughs> it's, you know, being an old uh, old person now, uh, seeing how how far people have come or not come, and the the you know the way life goes, and people coming together, and uh, this is very special. It's very cool that you guys are on this project together. So. What else is on the what else is on the menu, guys?
3: OK, well, I kind of wanted to talk to just the listeners who are in this community there and whether you've been you know, part of this for a long time or whether you are new to it doesn't really matter because we're all part of this community. And uh, I, I wanted to reach out because a lot of changes on the horizon for me in my life right now, I'm kind of in a state of not knowing uh, I might be might be moving shortly. uh, I mean, I I am mobile all all the time anyway. The wheels uh,
0: on the bus go round and round.
3: (laughs) So, some friends of mine want to start a record label, etc. that puts out art like this. You know, we kind of want to start a renaissance, put out records and all kinds of media and start doing festivals like this and uh, just continue to spread truth. And um, we are looking for people who want to be involved who want to help out like you do with Canary. Like if there are people that design things, if there are people that have gifts that want to be heard or seen or whatever, please reach out. But especially I'm looking right now in the immediate for people who are writers, people who are marketers, anybody that can help me start to push this record for the next two years. I would like to try to, do a two-year tour cycle on this record and continue to film videos for it and just raise awareness and play festivals like what we're doing today. So um, if you're out there, feel free to reach out to me at slave2servant at gmail.com, that's T-W-O. But uh, I would very much appreciate it. I would like to see how we can seek to benefit each other, um, help each other out as best as we can. Um, is, as far as other things we have merchandise available right now we have shirts and CDs and posters and stickers and stuff up in the Slave to Servant merch store on store. I, I just uploaded everything to Bandcamp and if I can ask for one free thing that nobody really has to spend money on or anything if you're a Spotify listener please go find Slave to Servant on Spotify and Become a listener of Slave to Servants. Subscribe to us as a listener, follower. Yeah, follower hit that. F- hit that follow. follow button. I think we have about twenty monthly listeners right now. So, oh yeah, I, that's, I think, that's how it starts. I think we've got about three hundred and seventy some YouTube subscribers. Things like this are really helpful. If you go follow us on Instagram or any of these kinds of things, just all of the above, we we could really just use that at this point. Yeah. And anything else is just an added bonus to that. So um, if you like what you're hearing, um, the album is free to stream as of tomorrow or today, if you're listening. And uh, it'll be on all digital platforms. I have vinyl. I have CDs. Um, I'm excited to film some videos here with Andy. He's going to do a couple of videos with Woo! me when we get back to New York. Going to film a, a video for Yeshua, in which, by the way, we're going to be doing a tribute to the late, great Dave, David Dave Flynn. David Flynn. Um, and uh, that's all I'll say about that but uh, yeah that's great yeah we're kind of pulling out some obscure things here
0: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, Canarians, you're hearing my voice now. You know it. I know it. These guys know it. You guys are participants. Uh, this show would not exist if it weren't for uh, our producers. And, you know, remember, there's, there's producing in all sorts of different ways. Even if you're uh, just going and subscribing to all of Slave to Servant's uh, social media, pressing follow on their Spotify, they're really in the the building process right now this is something that everybody has to go through every new project every new side podcast i've ever started starts with this 20 listener uh begging for uh, youtube subscribers uh mode this is what it takes and this is how it starts but of course we know uh that it can get much much bigger and you dear canarian listening right now you get you know the drill this is value for value, baby. If you like these guys, if you like their music, or if you just like Andy's uh, accent or something like that, this is your moment to help out some brothers in Christ who have been friends with this podcast for a very long time. And uh, it's, uh, it's it, let's, let's share the love a little bit. Get involved. And that includes our very talented producers, the graphic artists, the writers, the uh, all y'all. Uh, if you're looking to, you know, play around with some new stuff, of course you've been producing this show. You've, you're a master, and please don't stop. But uh, it's an opportunity to participate at the very birthing, the very uh the infant years of uh of this very cool project that uh like I referred to earlier you know it aligns we are aligned we are aligned with Sam and Andy and slave to servant they are doing the good work in another way and uh I highly encourage people to reach out and get involved uh and subscribe to all their stuff if you have two seconds. <laughs> Do you have two seconds? Go subscribe. Thank you.
3: You know, uh, I did uh-huh. want, want to say, um, I, I haven't got to publicly say this to you on air, but Bevel, you called this thing. Like from the beginning of Canary Cry Radio, you started talking about, you know, if there were a pandemic, things like this. I remember specifically listening to you. And I, I appreciate that your finger was on that pulse uh, oh my since gosh. the get-go. And uh-huh. I actually ended this record. Mind you, this record was finished being recorded in 2019 and being mixed at the beginning of 2020, just, as, just before the lockdowns happened. And the ending song on this record is called Birth Pangs. The final lyric to the song is, the path to heaven is straight but not so wide. Enlightenment don't stem from a third eye. The road to hell is paved with good intentions, sick infections, and mass injection. See no connections. Birth. Whoa. The
2: road to hell is paved with good intentions, sick infections, and mass
0: injection. See no connections holy smokes you see that folks look it's not just me that uh, has to brag about it getting things right all the time i know you're tired of me saying it that we called it from the beginning thank you for that sam uh it's about time they heard it from another credible voice i really appreciate that of
2: course
0: uh and i can't I can't wait for people to check out the album. Um, you said it is going to be available on Spotify, you're gonna be on YouTube, you're gonna be all over the place.
3: Yes, yes, it, it the album technically is available right this second as we speak uh-huh. on YouTube and on Bandcamp. I just dropped it yesterday early for the early birds. Um, but it's on every single digital spot uh platform that you listen to like Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Deezer, all those kinds of things, as well as on physical forms of media. We um, just filmed a video for Destroying the Eye, the opening track, and it is quite the pot stirrer, I will just say that. It probably won't drop until the end of the month because uh, the guy wanted to put a little more work on it. There was a lot of digital editing that that had to be done to it, but um, yeah, I think... I, I might, I might get canceled. Let's just say that. But I, it's okay. I mean, who am I to get canceled?
0: You know? We're walking the line, baby. Walking the line. Well, if you believe some of our uh, listeners and YouTube viewers, uh, getting canceled is a badge of honor nowadays it's (laughs) it's hard to pay the bills with a badge of honor but uh at least it helps the sting a little bit
3: yeah well you know i think something Gons hasn't been here for most of this but gonz gonz was an og member of slave to servant he played on the first three or four tracks that i ever that's right and And, uh is he on this album or any of his tracks on but he's on he has four songs that he was a part of that are on the singularity cd Um, Uh which is also available on digital platforms. Um, Also, there's a song that I had to attribute to him uh, called Face Like the Sun on that collection. Um, But I wanted to say, if I can, uh, hopefully we can do this again and we can put out some other project that we've been kind of working on the back burner, you and Basil and I. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, baby. Well, we got all sorts of stuff. So there's uh, there's something to come. We'll just say that. Uh, we've been working on a little project that's going to come out on cassette, I think, in 2024 is my goal.
0: Ooh, such a tease. Such a tease. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at here on uh, your Singularity album here. We got this one just straight up has Gonza's name on it. Bonus track, Baptized in Credit, yeah, that- Guns Remix. Yep. I love it. I'm going to listen to that right what, now. What
1: did I miss? Um,
0: by the way, yeah, we should, maybe this is an off-air thing, but uh, we should maybe talk about what it would take to get a bulk order of uh, one or both, or one and then the other of your albums, and we can stick it in the Canary Cry supply drop. Get it out to the people.
3: Absolutely. Let's
0: do it. Okay. All right. There you go, folks. We're going to talk numbers. We're going to see how we can do it. But uh, another good reason to also go join the Canary Cry Supply Drop at CanaryCrySupplyDrop.com. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much. I have no idea what happened to Gon's. He's not even... I'm here. I'm, I I just came back. What did I miss? Oh, there he is. <laughs> there he is. Gon's. we had a great conversation. It's it was almost better that you were gone.
1: Oh, good. That's, that's maybe that's maybe how it was supposed to be
0: then. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but, uh, you know, we're coming up on an hour and a half here. Was there anything you just absolutely had to uh, talk to these guys about?
1: Oh, I was hoping. I will,
0: hmm? I will stop you and tell you if we already talked about it.
3: I have it. 23% left on my computer, so we should be
0: oh, at least another 10 minutes. Quick one. You get one question, Gons. <laughs> one question, and it
1: better be good. I'm going to phone a friend. <laughs> um, yeah it <laughs> put, putting me on the spot here i i was hoping just the conversations would uh stir my brain in terms of a specific question but, oh yeah it was uh, good
0: you're gonna love it guns it's okay. gonna be like one of those olden days where you get to listen to me talk to people that's and- yeah well
1: i'm i, I was i'm kind of bummed that i couldn't sit here and listen and have the conversation with you guys, but I was here in and out. I, I heard little chunks of it. Oh, um, good. But uh, yeah, I heard Andy talking for a few minutes. Um, so, but I, you know, I don't have much to say other than I am proud of you, Sam, for continuing to press forward and just, you know, there, it's very easy to give up when it comes to, you know, music, art projects, stuff like that. Uh, there's probably a, yes i know yes but you're six so <laughs> you uh when once you get to bigger art projects it'll it'll be a different thing yes she's giving me the eye okay um so it, yeah i just wanted to say sam congratulations good job and um i hope people give this album a chance and it, it feels like and i heard part of your conversation at the end there where you know the, the some of the lyrics were almost prophetic in a way and you know, I think it's just in in this community, in the niche we're in, yeah, I'm sure Basil talked about it a little bit. We'd been talking about some fringy issues, and now it's all kind of coming into the spotlight. And, you know, those of us who've been talking about it for a long time, we're going, see, told you, It's that's the thing. But it's kind of interesting how now that it is mainstream, it's sort of <laughs> – we're not mainstream mainstream, but yeah, it's pretty big. It's, it's, it's the loudest voice out there right now when it comes to topics like UFOs and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, I was telling Basil on our last CCNT episode, it's like we're, we were prepared for this time. And uh, I think a great representation of that is the album here. So um, I'm very proud of you for putting it together, staying on. it. I know it's a many multiple year process, and uh, doing it independently is a whole different thing, you know. You're not looking for cartel money or corporate money or something to.
3: Oh, but I put say. I put a, I put a good I would say twenty five grand into this thing. So there you go.
1: Holy smokes! It's
3: it. Uh, it was recorded by my friend and uh, the drummer on the record, Jesse Spring, at his studio, and we mixed the record with James Paul Wisner, who did like Paramore and Under Oath and Dashboard Confessional, and then um, during the Pandemic, quote unquote. I hate that word. Um, during the lockdowns, I contacted Howie Weinberg, who mastered Nirvana's Nevermind and Smashing Pumpkins and Faith, no and more bands like that. And he gave me the Pandemic Special. I paid like two thousand dollars. fix the whole record. So or, Ooh, oh, sweet. The And the mix So so it's it's got amazing talent behind the boards on on all those guys' fronts and is. It, it can compete with, I think, anything out there that's in the rock category. So, right <laughs>
1: <laughs> We have an escort confessional drop, so I just wanted to yeah um, throw that in there.
0: Yeah, thank you guys so much. And everybody out there, uh, go check it out. You know the deal. This is the thing. I had a very important thing to say, and I just... Ad popped up of a guy welding some stuff and it's bright and See? shiny. See, and it See how erased advertising my brain,
1: ch- takes over your mind. This is I know we well, you're just folks.
0: sabotaged by the advertising industry. <laughs> what, what are you
1: looking at that's advertising to you? Like, I don't you know, on- it's a
0: guy welding something. No, I know, I but what
1: are you on? X? Are you on Facebook? Like, what are you looking at that you're looking at? Oh, yeah, X? I
0: just have X pulled up here. Oh, okay, you know, yeah, you know yeah. the deal. I got a check and make sure the day of jihad you know doesn't (laughs) pop off while i'm doing a podcast
1: talk about the biggest psyop ever my goodness yeah buddy Uh, oh yeah children screaming what what's
3: going on something that i failed to mention also when i was speaking to this community here is that being that I, i view this project as a collective right now what we have is a bunch of guys that have like donated their time to come play with me. And if there are any other Canarians listening that would like to also donate time and perhaps play, you know, festivals and things like that, Ooh. or tours, I am all about, let's form a huge collective of listeners and friends and, you know, brothers and sisters in the Lord that want to play music and slave to servant as well. So
1: have you, have you seen those music video? Well, they're, they're, they're like these projects. These, there's a channel on YouTube that does these, very popular songs, but they'll get like hundreds of people playing it. So you got like two hundred guitar players and like fifty different drummers, and they'll play like a you know a Nirvana oh, yes. song or a Metallica song yes. or something. I have seen that. that. Yeah, it would be very cool to do something like that with uh, some of the Slave shaven tracks. Maybe not that big, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, here's the thing: Canarians are participators. Somebody out there right now has been wondering how they can get involved. They have. Time and talent in their life and they uh just haven't been inspired yet. Yeah. And somebody out there, they're like, Is this it? Is this the thing? And I'm telling you, this is the thing. This is, it is. this is your sign. Absolutely. So go ahead and send an email to slave to servant. That's TWO, uh, slave to servant at gmail.com. Get and, involved.
3: And also on my website, on the Slave to Servant website, there is a learn tab which you can learn all the songs on Escaped About. Uh, Escape Babylon on bass and there's little tutorials for all the lead guitar parts and such Um, that's always a need for a lead guitar player Um, and then there is also a stems tab and I'm looking to, this is another one for the producers out there. Anybody who's making these jingles and music, I'm, I have the stems for the record up. You can make remixes of hey. your heart's desire. And I would be happy to release a remix, like Babylon remixed or something like that. Eventually, you know, so there
0: we go. There we go. There's something Very cool. All right, everybody. Uh, and again, Camden, Tennessee, Saturday, the 14th of October, go to the self-reliance festival. You belong there. You need it. Important skills. And you can have a Canary Cry meetup with Sam and the boys at the Slave to Servant uh, merch table. And I'm sure, who knows? They might have other stuff planned as well. So get on out there. Get on out there, you hear? Uh, And with that, I want to thank you guys. You too for your time. This has really been a, uh, what is it, a a sort of audio soundscape adventure between, uh, what is is it like? What's it like to sit outside of a Starbucks near Nashville, Tennessee? What is it like to have uh, two screaming children during a podcast episode? Uh, We're taking you on an adventure here, folks, and it's it's all on purpose. This is uh, our avant-garde style of podcasting. We're tired of the polished corporate NPR podcasts. Give us the chaos of uh, audio soundscapes. That's real life, folks, and we know you appreciate it. Uh, Sam and Andy, both hey. from uh, Slave to Servant, thank you so much, guys.
4: Oh, I love it, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us, Basil and Guns.
0: There you have it, folks. Wasn't that good? Don't you feel edified and enlightened and inspired to live a life aligned uh, with the values that you've been so deeply incentivized to ignore for so very long? I know I do. Am? I forgot the question. But uh, there you go. Check out Slave to Servant. Go to Slave dot com. Follow on Spotify. All that good stuff. We'd really appreciate the Canarians supporting our buddy here. Um, and let us know what you think. About the music, we will uh, be hopefully working out a way to uh, send this album or one of the albums out. With the Canary Christ Supply Drop, of course, you can always produce this show. This show only exists because of the value for value system, which means you, dear listener, getting involved with your time, your talent, or your treasure. CanaryCrySupplyDrop.com is a great way to do that. Uh, go sign up for that. And who knows, maybe you'll be getting uh, Escape from Babylon in the mail in just a couple months. Uh, but, you know, Guns, we are value for value. And we do have an executive producer who came in before this show, and I would like to thank them and give them the props they deserve. What do you think?
2: Executive Producers.
0: You know it, value for value. We only exist because you, dear producer, become a producer of this show. The executive producers, they come in, they support an individual episode with a hundred bucks or more, and uh, we're so very grateful for them. And today, we have the one, the only, the king of executive producer streaks, it is Sir LX Protocol V2, Knight of the Berean Protocol.
1: Thank you very much, Sir LX Protocol. Night of the Berean Protocol.
0: Yes, and as usual, he came in with a hundred bucks and thirty-three cents. Incredible.
2: Illuminatus.
0: And for everyone else who uh, produced the show uh, between. Now and Wednesday, we will be adding you to the list to thank on Monday. We really appreciate that. Just remember, with everything going on in the world, the craziness, the instability, the uh, economic uh, shenanigans, we, uh, we also feel it. We are living in the same world, and that makes us uh, so very appreciative and take very seriously when people... Decide to keep this show going. So uh, if you find it in your heart, in your budget, uh, pray about it, uh, become a producer of the show with your time, your talent, or your treasure. You can go to canarycry.support to learn more.
2: Canarycry.support.
0: That's him, folks. That's Sam. That's the guy you just heard. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Yeah. Now you okay. know who he is. Now you know who he is, and you can be his friend. Mm-hmm. You can go meet
1: him at the Camden, Tennessee meetup. All right. Anything else, Gons? I think that's it. I think we're playing a full song at the end here. Oh
0: yeah, we'll give you a little taste, a little taste of Runsky, of the album here at the end of the show. And keep an eye out. Again, go follow him everywhere. This is how it starts, folks. This is the deal. Uh, Trying to do the Lord's work in the way that uh, we're called to, but we are still met with the same system, the same requirements as everybody else, and that is to gain online followers. What a weird world that we live in. To find success, we must convince people to click a button uh, (laughs) online. It's so very strange, but that's the world we live in. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Canary Cry Radio. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cave.
2: Suppose!